0: Sports finder community, we're back with our popular segment where we speak to sports founders, individuals, and professionals from all over the globe. And today we have a very special guest, Mr. Phil Wallace from Reigning Champs. Phil, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you doing, Ahmad?
0: It's my I am very well, thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, Phil, take me back in time, buddy. Where did it all start for you? <laughs>
1: Well, uh, for me personally, Ma, it would have to be 1988, Kurt Gibson's home run to give the Dodgers Game One of the 1988 World Series. I, I had sort of, I was six years old at the time. I kind of knew a little bit about sports, but uh, the Dodgers were in the World Series in 1988. That was a really great year for Los Angeles sports. From Los Angeles originally, the Lakers won the uh, second of back-to-back uh, titles in the NBA. Um, the Rams were really good, uh, and then the Dodgers, of course, were, were in the Super Bowl that year. Sorry, the Dodgers were in the World Series that year, and Kurt Gibson had that amazing home run, and that sparked my interest in, in baseball. And from then on, I just couldn't stop watching sports as a kid. I would sit and read the baseball encyclopedia. I'd read all sorts of other encyclopedias growing up. and memorize sports stats, football, baseball, basketball, etc., and uh, knew I was one of the working sports. I, I did a lot of broadcasting, especially started a radio station in high school uh, to do uh, play-by-play for a high school football and basketball team. I went to Columbia undergrad, where I was one of the sports editors, in the newspaper, uh, and then did um, uh, all the games for Columbia, athletics, football, basketball, baseball, on the radio, uh, home and away, and that was a lot of fun. And Knew I wanted to keep working in sports after I graduated. So, um, my, my first job um, in sports actually, I was an intern working on the New York Public Bid for 2012. Um, that was a really great situation for me because I was also a political science major, and um, it was this really great combination of sports and politics as an international relations analyst. About to understand all of the inner workings of the IOC and how IOC members voted, and even though New York lost those Olympics uh, to London uh, in terms of who would host them, I, I, I really learned a lot about the IOC and I thought we had a really great bid. And so, uh, I've actually done Olympic works in the future. After that, I consulted on Chicago 2016 Olympic bid, and then uh, I had been on the board for the Southern California Community Olympic Games for quite some time, and it, it culminated in. Uh, L.A., Los Angeles being named the host of the 2028 Olympics. So we're all really excited about that coming out. Um, But beyond that, uh, after I worked for the Olympic bid, I was uh, connected to the new ownership group of the Tampa Bay Rays baseball team. I wound up working in Florida for a couple of years for the Rays. And we went from being the worst team in baseball to making it to the World Series in 2008. An amazing experience. Worked with some really, really smart people. I was mostly on the uh, business side of the organization. Um, learned a lot from some really smart people, uh, and decided I wanted uh, a little bit more of a business education, so I went back to Los Angeles, moved, uh, and got uh, an MBA at USC. Uh, so I was there for a few for a few years. I had my own little startup for a while, and then I worked for about three years at a ticketing startup called. Score big, uh, which was kind of like Priceline for uh, concert and, and theater tickets and sports tickets, and I ran all of our marketing and just uh, this development the company, and um, Scorbay made me in some trouble. Um, I was at a couple different startups in LA, and then I've been at Raining Chance now for almost five years, um, and uh, that's been... Uh, maybe, you know, as rewarding of a worst as I've had. So, um, yeah, I guess that, that's the backstory.
0: Fascinating. Man, you've had a great career. I mean, Olympics and uh, Major League Baseball and, you know, you you name it. You've been right up the top for a long, long time.
1: Well, I appreciate that. It, it, there's been some ups, ups and downs, but, you know, I've had the privilege of working with really great people who believed in me and, And, uh, you know, I I worked very hard and and opened up some doors. Um, Yeah, Raining Champs were doing a lot of really great things, so I enjoyed my time there.
0: Raining Champs, Um, or Champs, sorry. Talk to me about Raining Champs. Where are we at today, and how did Raining Champs come together? So uh,
1: Raining Champs is not really
0: a public-facing brand. It's really
1: three companies in one. It's sort of a holding company. The um, so three companies that are part of Reigning Champs. Uh, first, um, uh, we are the owners of a company called NCSA Next College Student Athletes. And NCSA yeah. uh, is the largest recruiting service in the United States. And what I mean by recruiting service is we help athletes who are in high school, we help them play sports in college. So nice. we will uh, make their house video for them, we'll give them an athletic profile that's kind of like in profile if you will the people for college coaches. We actively with our recruiting coaches and our staff, we actively facilitate connections between high school athletes and college coaches. So we will place this year, we place this year from the class of 2019 over 25,000 athletes onto a college roster who were paying clients with NCSA. So to put that in perspective, if you were to add up all of the roster spots that Belong that the, uh, the, the freshman at the NCAA, is One, Two, Three, and NAIA an level, our paying clients make up about a quarter of those roster spots. So uh, we're definitely uh, a powerful force, yeah, in college recruiting
0: today. So um, amazing! No, that's 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 fascinating, really. Um, I mean, you said there has been ups and downs, right? So talk to me about some of those downs and those those challenges that that you basically faced.
1: Oh, well, you know, like I said, Scorpex fell on some hard times. It, I actually felt uh, the company was, was going through some struggles while um, I was there and and left uh, before it eventually went out of business. So that was a, a company that raised a lot of money, um, had a technology that was really great. I, I just don't think uh, it was situated quite right in the market, and ultimately um, it wasn't able to Seed. It also wasn't able to get some final funding. To um, so that that was that was uh, something that wasn't successful. And individually, I was at a couple of startups in LA that uh, both kind of blew up in my face. And um, you know, one of them was actually it wasn't even in sports. It was a, a grocery coupon app that was called Savato. It was part of uh, Savings.com, which was owned by Cox uh, Target Media and uh, I had gotten there and shortly thereafter I learned that cost kind of ran out of patience with the app and the ones fund funded and then they, they cut funding for it. So that was uh, a little bit of a difficult time, but it, in hindsight it was a little bit of a blessing because I was able to connect with people at Raining Champs um, while that was sort of blowing up. And, um, you know, obviously with the New York Olympic Bay, that was one that, that wasn't successful uh, ultimately. was right, very disappointing for us to leave to London, but, you uh, you know, again, I worked for some really, really great people and got a great experience out of it.
0: What What would you say were your key key takeaways from that Olympic bid? Um, you know,
1: first of all, I, it, it was such a unique thing because um, the, I don't know if you remember, but the cities bidding for the Olympics in 2012 were some really you know, major world-class cities. When it got down to the final five, it was, New York, London, Paris, Madrid, and Moscow. And those are five world-class cities.
0: Powerful, with, yeah, um, that you know, all, re- all represent powerful
1: countries. Yeah, all representing powerful countries, and especially the press in uh, you know New York and London and Paris was, was actively and, and Madrid as well. Moscow is different, uh, but uh, the the press there was act. It, that was the first time I actually really understood how incorrect the media could be about so much. And we're not just talking about like anyone in the media. You know, I have a great deal of respect for the New York Times, but the New York Times did not accurately cover the New York Olympic bid. Um, a lot of the papers in London weren't accurately covering the London bid. So uh, I, you know, I was behind the scenes, I, I knew what was really going on. And so there, there was a lot of misconceptions about the Olympic bid and, and uh, stadium projects that we were working on. Uh, that didn't come to fruition, and it really helped sway public opinion against the bit. So that was one of the real takeaways. But I also um, I, I also learned just you know how political things get, even in small institutions, um, how people make decisions based on fairly uh, frivolous and minor um, uh, preferences. And so that, that was really, really interesting to see that kind of come to life as well. Uh, But at the end of the day, the people I worked with at the Olympic bid uh, were so smart, and it really just showed me what what a group of really smart people could accomplish in terms of the bid materials we were able to put together, the presentations we put together, the quality of our bid was was phenomenal. Um, The way we really united a lot of the political establishment in in New York City, which is a difficult city to work in politically, um, (laughs) was really... um, you know, an experience that, you know, I, I don't know if the city's really seen anything like it uh, before. And, you know, you have Dan Doctorow, who is now um, the head of a company called Sidewalk Labs, who is W. Mayor of York and running the bit at the time, him and Jake Griegel, Uh You know, they, they really helped shepherd the bid and, and just seeing what really smart people could accomplish and how they went about their business was really uh, helpful for me uh, as I was getting my career started.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Sounds very, very interesting. Um, very, very unique experience, to say the least, really. Um, I don't know many people who've been involved in a bit for an uh, Olympic Games. Um, Phil, reigning champs, where, yeah. where are we heading moving forward? Yeah.
1: So, you know, I mentioned one of the three businesses. Where yeah.
0: The other two businesses, uh,
1: we also have a, a college technology business called Front Rush. Where um, we provide uh, software and services for college coaches. But one of the big things that we have just um, announced publicly is our third business, which is Reigning Champs Experiences. So we recently announced that we will be running uh, NFL flag football uh, as the operators for NFL flag football beginning in 2020. So that's something we're really, really excited about the opportunity to work with the NFL. and. Uh, not just help, you know, high school athletes looking to go to college, but helping, uh, young athletes who are much younger, um, you know, with, with playing sports and, and flag football is, uh, something the NFL is really keen on promoting and, um, it's something that's been growing quite a bit. And, uh, uh, so that, that's something we're excited to do. We also, you know, have been operating junior NBA events for several years. We've been running, uh, events with, uh, rivals. uh, In football uh, for uh, football combines, which we do in in about 14 different cities around the country, Um, and so our events business is definitely picking up, and I think that's where where we're we're making an impact. And then on the kind of the path to college side, we're also uh, trying to see what we can do to help uh, kids go to college, maybe who aren't interested in pursuing their sport in college. Uh, But just, you know, are looking for opportunities to find the right fit for them to get educated and also help them afford college as well. So those are things we're we're looking at um, uh, going into the next decade.
0: Wow. Fascinating. A lot happening. You've been through a a fair bit, a a lot of great experiences and a bright future ahead. Mr. Phil Wallace, thank you very much. You've been amazing. Um, Thank you, Mark. No worries, sir. Before we let you go... Okay. Um, where can we find you online?
1: Um, good question. I mean, you can certainly find me on on LinkedIn. Um, that's probably the best way to find me. You know, I have written sports articles in the past on sites like LA Observed, although I haven't written them in some time. Um, so yeah, find me find me on LinkedIn, I guess. At, um, and, and I do have a Twitter handle. Um, I think it's I,
0: Uh, Phil Wall P-H-I-L-W-A Well, ladies and gentlemen uh, this guy's an absolute sports gem, Mr. Phil Wallace, thank you very much for joining me on the Sports Finder Podcast Okay, thanks a lot it was great talking to you Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder Podcast We'll catch you on our next episode Y'all ready for this?